the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're kind of stuck with me. And if you'd like to talk to us about a car or something like that, the easiest way to get a hold of us is 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And if we can, we start off with the year, make, and model of the car, and then we talk about the symptoms. So I have this car. And I've got a vibration. I have this car and I have a check engine light and here's the code. Um, I have this car and it won't shift out of first gear. Those are the kinds of things that we're really good at. But the process um, is better suited for us to help you rather than tell us what the three-whisker kid at the auto parts store told you to buy. Because um, he's guessing and I think you would appreciate the fact that most of us are not going to guess we're going to find the real problem. Jeremy, Bob and Ellen Frisbee. Jeremy, which is their family? Son-in-law. Son-in-law. Okay. And Jeremy is a really good tech. I want to explain to me the ASE Master stuff. What's it called when you have all the tests? Well, I don't know that anybody has all the tests because they have, and they keep adding tests. But uh, when you have, and they call it A1 through A8, and that's that's the master. You're, you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have the L1, which is the advanced level, and then they've got other advanced levels. The L2, which is an advanced diesel. They have the X1, which is a an undercar specialist. But um, I don't have all the all the tests they have because they are there's natural gas and school bus, school and bus, other, yeah. paint and body, all that stuff. Right. So you know when we were on last time, you asked uh, how many. How many uh, ASE Masters were in the the U.S., I believe it was? And I did get an answer for you. There's 20,000 ASE Masters that have the L1. Um, that's eight automotive eight automotive and truck, and then plus the L1, plus the which advanced is advanced. Level. And that's advanced diagnostics and, and all that kind of stuff. Correct. Performance. Right. So uh, as far as what I have, they told me we don't know... Uh, you know the extent of of in the U.S. who has all those because it just ranges, but it it, it is probably somewhat less than the twenty thousand. But that that's it. It is a, a difference on what you do too. You know, obviously, I don't get into the paint and body stuff, but um, when I they're real nice at the the ASE, and you talk to them and they say, hey, we we try to get a, a good you know look at, at the u.s but we don't have you know individual stats for all that so uh, they did do their best for me but they said no we couldn't tell you how many other people in the u.s have the the certifications that you do but uh they did give me the other stats so and and i think what what it boils down to is is i have a bachelor's 
in automotive repair, master's plus the L1. You have a doctorate because you're many levels above us masters. You've already passed L2 and the X and some of those other ones that we haven't done. So I've never seen anybody go past master and L1. So you have you have tests that I've never taken. Well, they're they're similar to a degree. You know, you go from the L1, just think of that on the diesel level. You know, you have a, the L2, which just goes above and beyond. And, you know, the a lot of the questions that you have in these specialty categories, the advanced level tests, are, you know, they piggyback off of the, the basic test, too. You know, they just go a little bit further on, on certain areas. And um, one thing they are going to be coming out with that you might see soon is this, uh, they call it the ADOS, and that's the advanced driver assistance protocols that are the cameras, uh, the, you know, the laser, avoidance. the radar, the automatic braking. And they're, they're putting together those uh, systems to have a certification test soon on, on that system. You There's know, no way they're going to have, I mean, this is going to be the baby level. Because oh, yeah. there's nobody that knows all those cars. Well, they're pulling their hair out trying to trying to figure out how to test, you know, to create that type of. Uh, I was in that meeting when they were they were trying to get some answers on how to how to pull all those things together to form a test. How are you going to do that? There's nobody that really, and and then each car's different. Right. Some cars shake the steering wheel when you leave your lane. Some cars throw up a red warning light. Some cars will bring you back into the lane. So you've got all these dynamics going on, but you and I both know it's all voltage stuff. Well, the the, the difference that I'm seeing now is with the cameras and the the use of cameras to kind of go with all these other systems, the cameras with the radar, you know, the cameras with the sonar, that they all integrate together, and then you have all these... Uh, like targets to to align these cameras and if if they get into an accident and these cameras get misaligned nothing seems to work right you've got all these these problems they're all networked into the main computer so there's a a lot more going on than than used to be with uh with these new systems yeah wait wait until you go in and do trunk work and you get that rear camera all 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 screwed up then then and then what about that chevrolet that can see through the trailer Oh yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know, I I honestly don't know the how they're doing all that. It's a remote camera on the back of the trailer. <laughs> That's what I'm told. I haven't seen it myself. So no, it, it's um, it's going to be different, but it's all going to be electronics. And we've already been through that when we went to mixture control solenoids on carburetors, and we worked ourselves into fuel injection and how many different levels of fuel injection are there now? Yeah. Sequential port fuel, throttle body, all that stuff. So when you talk about the tests, they're kind of focused. And once you take, and now, can you name all eight that uh, include a master that are included in a master? Oh, sure. Okay, go. Okay. Uh, you got the brakes. I believe that's A1. Forget uh, the A. Just okay. give me the You got the brakes, brakes, the suspension, the manual transaxle, the automatic transmission, the engine mechanical, the engine performance, uh, AC, and electrical. Okay. I never remember all of them. <laughs> but when you get to be my age, um, after so many years of being master, then you're a master emeritus. And oh. I had to look up the word emeritus, <laughs> but you're retired, they say. But you don't have to take the test anymore. That's really the bottom line. So if you have the fundamentals, then you should be able to follow through. And, and that's been important for us. Oh, okay. So anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're going to talk to the Hitler of the lobby. 
and Ellen is the one that's spraying everybody <laughs> down, taking them to the car wash next door and spraying Lysol all over them. I have cleaned more cars this uh, couple weeks than I think I've done in a life. Well, no, we clean our own cars most of the time, too. So, But, no, we are taking all the precautions with, uh, with what's going on with that virus. We're trying to be as safe for them as for ourselves. And, and it, this is something we've never been before. No. I mean, we've had measles things and we've had coughs and colds. We've never had anything like this at all. No. So I noticed that in the advertisement mode, everybody's talking about we're trying to keep you and us okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the the you is fine. The us yes. <laughs> is yes. just as simple as just as just this as important. Is important. Exactly. And we want our customers to know because they need transportation and we're one of the the uh, businesses that have to be open. People have to get to the doctors. People have to get to the drugstore or groceries. Or So we're there if they need it. But we want our customers to know, and I'm sure you're the same way, that we are doing all the precautions that we need to do to keep them safe and us safe too. Yeah. So we can all get through this. And and Bob, um, what are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> are, you wiping down, are you wiping down steering wheels or are you working in the shop or are you just kind of saying to yourself, I never been here before? <laughs> I'm trying to stick to the computer and pricing and, and uh coordinating things okay it's the same way with us we've got quite a few people on the front end and that's that's taken up a lot so what happens if they come in with three kids and they want to go for a test drive that creates a problem so you're you're always flut you know fluttering this around um it then if the car comes in and they want to wait for it then you have to somehow make you contain them we have a small office so we can't and we tell our customers before they walk through our door we're sorry it's for your safety and ours you have to stand you know a distance apart and we clean keys we do everything we talk to them and and they they i've not met anybody that wasn't thankful that we're doing that a couple of guys have been putting those uh wooden picnic tables because they don't have a lobby of any size the problem is is you you can't put people on either side of the picnic no. tables because they're too close. Right. So you can only have, I mean, if one couple sits at one, that's it. Yeah. So how many of you? Another thing that we've been doing is is we've been parking all of our employees' cars out in front. We keep our front doors open and mm-hmm. our gates are open. So people know we're open because mm-hmm. the big thing we f- find, and you probably hear it as well, I didn't know you were open. Mm-hmm. I didn't think you'd be open. We did the same thing. Uh, we park our cars, but also on my message, uh, we sent, I changed my voice message on my phone stating we are open, we are here for you, we're doing all the precautionary things, and we're here to help you if you need Plus, uh, we e- sent out emailed. We emailed over a thousand of our customers uh, with a note saying, "We're open. We're here for you. We're doing all it." So it's pretty detailed. So to let people know, we'll help you. We're not seeing a lot of new customers where before we we get a couple a week. So we're not seeing the new ones. But there's a lot of cars that we've bid before this calamity started mm-hmm. that we've not seen those repairs. And I think people are just, eh, they're more interested in buying toilet paper. And, yeah. uh, and we do that. have toilet paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're rationing it in the bathrooms to just one roll at a time. So we're how not, many squares? How yeah. many squares do you want? <laughs> there was somebody on the Internet that figured out how many squares you got and how many. <laughs> and you have to you have to go to the bathroom 
200 times a day in order to use up one roll of toilet paper and all that kind of stuff. So there's lots of jokes and they're worth telling, but this is a car show. So, Ellen, that's the last time we're going to talk to you. 38th Avenue and Indian School is Harker's Automotive. Bob and Ellen and Jeremy all come from there. Um, I, I, I'm i proud that they're part of our best car repair shops because there's been a couple of times that Jeremy and Bob have pulled rabbits out of their hats. So I've I've sent them a car that nobody else can fix and it's this same old i've taken it to everybody in town i've spent a thousand dollars and nobody can fix it and so um i tell them that uh, bob has a magic wand <laughs> it's called jeremy <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that creates um a, a good thing i want to tell you about a magic wand real quick i had a problem with the bank and i just couldn't get it answered here so i called a couple people and they said we're going to send you to the home office in des moines so i get a hold of this guy calls me back, and he works for the big cheese. He's on the 19th floor. And I tell him what the situation is. It has to do with a, a trust in an estate that I'm the administrator of. So he calls me back in 24 hours, and he says, this is what happened. And it was a perfectly reasonable explanation. And I says, I, I've been working 30 days to try to get this. It involved a check that was sent to us. We cashed, and then they stopped payment on it. But in reality, it was part of an escrow of a house we sold, and that check should have gone to the buyer and not the seller. Mm. Reasonable explanation. Mm. I'm with it. So I really liked how he helped me. So I sent him a fireman's hat and a magic wand. And the magic wand is about 16 inches long. When you push the button, it goes <laughs> like that. And on the end of it is a purple light. So I had I thought about security. This building's got to have security. So I, when they look at look at, at the x-ray, they're going to see these two little batteries and this long stick. That, so I put on the outside of it, I said, my name's Mark Salem. Here's my cell phone number. This goes to Jim, and this is why, and he'll know what it, uh, I'm sending him a present. So he calls me back, and he goes, first of all, from the security level on the bottom floor, everybody in the building knows that I now have a magic wand. <laughs> and he, sa- <laughs> he says, <laughs> and my boss comes in and says, have you got the wand? I got a problem. And he says, and so everybody wants to borrow it. So I said, well, I'll send you the link on, on Amazon that you can buy them. And so I guess he bought a bunch of them <laughs> to hand out. And um, so we also have them at our front counter for the person that comes in and says, you know, I've got all these problems. My car hiccups and every once in a while passes gas and then it's sick <laughs> and then it runs fine and the air conditioning comes on and off. If they're a good customer and I can get away with it, I'll take the magic wand outside and I'll say, I got this. <laughs> Just wave it over wave the car over be the done car. with it. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. we got fine. You're welcome to join us. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. 
Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Check it out, Limu. (laughs) Got a brand new motorcycle jacket and matching leather pants. Now let's go for a ride and tell everyone that Liberty Mutual customizes their motorcycle insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Oh my gosh, this leather does not breathe well. You can't suffocate in leather, can you? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place, and then they act so surprised when I find them, but I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more. All on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem, along with Bob and Ellen Frisbee and Jeremy, their son-in-law from Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Um, how many years you been in business? 52? No, no. Well, I mean, we've owned it. Yeah, you've been there 52 years, but we've owned it over 30. 30 okay. years, going to 31. How long have you guys been married? We're going to be 50 years this month, okay. next month. Yeah. yeah, very few of our friends have hit that point. We're, we're kind of in the top end. We're at 46 mm-hmm. in February, but mm-hmm. very f- few of our friends have. And then we've not been in business as long as you guys have or as long as you have, Bob. And I can tell by the color of your hair, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. They've been open since 1970. Brian and Thelma both come from families that have been in the gas station business that dates back to the late 50s and early 60s. So they've been around a long time. Thompson's Auto Repair has ASC certified technicians. They do a great job. They understand that there's a diagnostic process, an estimate process, an authorization process. They understand all of that. But the most important part of that process, they do well. Let me drive the car to make sure what I intended to fix, I really did fix. It's the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend to you. So let me tell you that they're on Main Street just east of Stapley, and it's a really good place to go. Good morning to you, Harvey. How can we help you? Good morning. Uh, I'm 
I, I'm not a car guy, and here's my issue. We were up in Pine Top for Thanksgiving, came home, dead battery, had to have it charged. We got home. The car ran fine for about a month, came out right after Christmas, dead battery, AAA came in, put in a brand-new battery. A week later, same thing, car was dead. The people that service my car are Rain Tree Auto. I had it taken to them. They thought one of the cells in the battery could have been damaged, so AAA put in another new battery. They put in another new alternator, and everything was fine for a couple months, and I'm back to the, I need to jumpstart that car every couple of days. Um, your, your circle of happiness is one that I hear all the time, and the players don't change. It's that way. It's finger-pointing. Nobody knows what they're doing. There's no way in God's green earth that that AAA guy can tell you that your battery is good because you can't test a dead battery because they all fail. Well, so I'm you have to charge them up. A brand new one. It doesn't make any difference. How did he come to the conclusion that you had a bad one? I have no idea. As okay. I said, I know where the gas cap is, and that's okay. my knowledge as far as automotive. Let's talk about common sense, though. Okay. Common sense is he doesn't, I'm telling you, he doesn't have the equipment and we need a fully charged battery in order to test it. Okay. So then now you got a shop that says, I think we've got a dead cell in it. So they do a second battery and you still have the problem. Correct. So you and haven't made any progress. Oh, and a new alternator? Yes. And you're still dying? Yes. What kind of car is it? It's a 2008 uh, Denali, GMC Denali, and it only has. A little over eighty thousand miles on it, Jeremy. Well, it's a it's a problem that comes across a lot with batteries that go dead and then they seem to be fixed all the you know with nothing being done to them. And we get them all the time where you could have the, something drawing the battery down that comes and goes, and it can be a number of different you know components in the in the vehicle. A lot of times when you take it to a shop, what they're going to do is kind of play the odds yeah maybe you had a bad battery and you know if this was the first time and then it didn't do it again they would have guessed right but um it sounds like maybe that's what they did with the alternator too but with the draw something is pulling the you know electrical charge of that battery when the car's shut off and it sounds like it's you know you said a month at a time or maybe weeks at a time it's coming and going yeah um those are probably one of the hardest ones to pin down because you can test it and you know we have equipment where you can see down to the microamp draw that comes out of a battery and we can see exactly how much comes out with what would cause a dead battery the problem is if we test it every single day for a week and there's no draw it's going to be really hard to find out what what components staying on you could have you know a amplifiers and radios and stuff like that that don't turn off and then it just stays on longer than it should or a computer that doesn't shut down but it's you know tracing those down can be one of the hardest things to find and especially when they're stretched out you know you you said it happened a month prior or uh, i don't know what that you know it sounds like it's getting worse to me like it's getting you know quicker and quicker but i know we've personally had customers that say hey it's dead i've done a complete electrical test on it there's absolutely no draw we keep it overnight no draw we keep it another night we test it keep a a recordable uh meter on it so we can say hey did something power up you know when it's off and unfortunately until that unless there's something that that actually acts up it is really tough to uh you know 
figure I mean, out I've, what I've is left causing the, it. The vehicle with them for three, four, five days at a time. You know, it, you know, the good news is we have something else to drive, so it's not that necessary that we have two vehicles. And you know, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm at a loss because we, we would like to have two vehicles that run. Okay. Well, there's a couple of things. Jeremy's right. We can't tell you what's wrong with it because there's too many options on the table. Okay. It's a, it's a hard thing to do. Jeremy, what, one of the things that we do is, is we hook a voltmeter into the cigarette lighter and have them go buy one at Harbor Freight, and then they monitor the voltage when they park it. And, when they, and under the best of conditions, we're going to find some kind of similarity there. Okay. A long drive before, wipers and headlights afterwards, whatever. But... We're gonna. Jeremy's right. This thing could have some kind of a navigation module. It can be OnStar that's clicking in and clicking out. There's all kinds of things on the electronic part, and one of them is what you can do is do different things. Don't use your radio. Just drive the car. Don't use air conditioning. Don't use lights. Don't do. Don't do anything but just drive the car. Well, what and, I've done, Mark, is when I've driven the car, I have now manually, I turn off the radio and I turn off the air conditioning before I turn off, you know, turn the car off. Okay. Well, that's not going to do anything. Cause see, we have a computer that we have keep alive memory in it. Okay. So the computer has to remember your seat settings, your steering wheel settings, your radio settings, your clock. It has to remember all that. And so that guy, if it's awake, then the question is, is why is it awake? And I know not so long ago we fixed one of these after a month of messing with it. The stereo had just been installed. Someone forgot to tell us that. Yeah. And we've got a stereo system that's hooked to a feed, and that's the draw we're looking for. And it's got an amp in it. And, it's, and they'll keep the network awake. Sometimes those, those aftermarket radios or some, any aftermarket equipment, like one of the first, first steps is usually disconnect everything that's that's uh, been installed and see if if the the problem goes away that's another thing you can do um you can you can pull a fuse one at a time <laughs> and, and that's kind of long but sometimes you just pull a fuse one at a time but you have to know what the fuse does and pull the fuse one at a time and see if that if that makes any difference with respect to the voltmeter that's plugged into the cigarette lighter that's the best we can do harvey 602-508-0960 did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Would you know what to do if you encounter a wrong-way driver? Let's hope you never find out. But if you ever do see a wrong-way driver coming at you, slow down, safely steer away, and get off the roadway. At night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead and around you. And if you see a sign warning of a wrong-way driver, safely move toward and take the next freeway exit on the right. Drive aware. 
Get there. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter 960 The Patriots Kindness Challenge. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000. And when you win, a deserving organization wins by receiving $5,000 in your name. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. Share your kindness with others and make a difference when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Go to 960thepatriot.com to enter. Hey everyone, you know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice special sort of moment, together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. Eleven million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Bob and Ellen and Jeremy from from Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School are here. Jeremy's a master. You got ASE certs? Uh, Not current. Not current. Okay. And a lot of guys at our age just say, okay, I'm done taking the test. But they... Jeremy has more ASCs than anybody I've ever met, and I know for a fact that he paid for all of those and he never took the test, but <laughs> I'm not going to share that with you and, and tell you the truth. Autodynamics is the best shop in Sun City that I can recommend to you. Autodynamics has been in business for a long time. Chuck, who started Autodynamics, him and I worked in the gas stations in the late 60s and early 70s, so I've known him for a long time. Derek, her son, is part of the staff at Autodynamics, so if you're in Sun City, May I suggest that you try Autodynamics. They're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. We have two Toms. We're going to take Tom number one. Tom, how are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I uh, got a Durango 2006 XLT, the Hemi engine. And the uh, mechanic told me I need to replace the 
spark plugs every 30,000 or 40, 50,000 miles, something like that. And I've been driving it now for over 100,000 miles, and it runs great. Uh, what's the deal? Jeremy, you want to take this one? Okay. And the Hemi, and I believe there's two plugs per so. cylinder on that one. So yeah. I know they're, they're a little little more expensive. But, I, you know, all the manu- car manufacturers use different st- t- style spark plugs. Some of them use, you know, they call the iridium metal that, that seems to last long. And I don't know why, um, you know, even with the Hemis, they, they all seem to use the, uh, you know, the, the basic spark plug. And they do wear... I know they do recommend those being um, replaced every 30,000. And if you pull one out and you see that thing is worn, um, you will understand that there's a gap that that spark has to jump. And as the plug wears, it may still jump the gap fine because all those plugs, um, you know, I think every two has a coil for it. So they have a lot of power to to push that spark. But it does, does increase the load that goes onto those ignition coils. But it, 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 he's not going to know the gap difference but he, until he has a new one in his hand. So right. if he wants to do it himself, then you get a set of new ones, pull out one. If the gap on one is the Grand Canyon and the gap on the other one is 30 pieces of paper, then you're home free. It, it's not uncommon for him people to go 100,000 miles. It's going to run a little better when he puts plugs in it. Well, he may not even, you know, you, that's one thing that you can see, but you may not feel. Like if it's not misfiring, it's still pushing the spark. It's just a, it is, is a wear factor that, um, like you said, you're not, you don't think it runs any different. You're probably not going to see any difference, you know, nine times out of ten. You probably won't notice it. Because I have uh, a question. With mm-hmm. uh, changing, the, changing the style of plug and for one of those long-lasting iridium plugs to be, uh, effective in this kind of engine, or do you have to go with the standard deal? I think you should go to the auto parts store and get one of those really fancy spark plugs that has four sparks instead of just one, and it has four or five different tangs, and that's what I think you ought to get. Those are those are made by guys at NASA, and uh, those are the very best you can get. Never mind, they're thirty bucks a piece. Um, here, I'm going to answer that question. The spark plugs are typically going to be made by one or two companies. They're just going to put different brands on them. NGK might be different, Champion might be different, Motocraft might be different, but when you start getting into those Iridium and the Platinums and you get all those, those are a derivative of somebody else's spark plug with a different name on them. So I'm not a real fan of going by name. I'm not going to buy the cheapest plugs. I'm not going to buy the most expensive, but for my customers, I'm going to find the middle with the name I can uh, I can identify with. It yeah. won't damage the engine if I put in a... a would have considered a long-lasting plug. Well, you're, you're not going to damage the engine unless the plug is cheap and it comes apart inside the cylinder and the ceramic yeah. gets spread all over there. So no, the answer to your question is no. Okay, great. I appreciate it very much. Okay, hold Jeremy. Yeah, gonna I, I was going to agree. You, you can put a longer-lasting plug, if you like, uh, that would wear a little bit longer. Um, yeah, that'd be fine, too. The, the, the spark plug has a... All of them have a polarity issue, and they have the center electrode um, sends metal to the uh, upper electrode and back and forth. That's how come we get the round tip. But in your particular case, I agree with Jeremy. Just go around and take your old spark plug and say, go into a couple auto parts stores and say, here, cross this over by application and the plug number and tell me what you've got and how much it is. And then you can go on the Internet and just say reviews on NGK for Hemis. <laughs> you can find all kinds of people that are going to tell you half of them like it and half of them don't. We've got to go to Tom number two. Tom, good morning. 
Yeah, I just want to let you know I'm the real Tom. <laughs> oh, okay. I See, you didn't tell Gil that, so I didn't know to pull you in first. Gosh, I'm sorry. Uh, I have a question on the air conditioning on the front of the compressor. It's got an idler that turns all the time on very, you know, whether the compressor is turned on, energized or not. If the yes. computer, quote, fails internally, will that also cause that idler to uh, seize up, or are they going to run independently? What, what kind of vehicle is this? It's a 1996 Explorer, and uh, I think it's got 120000 on it. Okay, so yours, it, it's got a magnetic clutch on the front yeah. of that compressor, so it clicks on and off when it engages the compressor. So yeah. the idler pulley can fail uh, independent of the compressor part of it. If the okay. idler fails, though, um, that would lock everything up, and, and then you'd be in trouble. If it the, throws the belt off. Right. If the compressor locks up, um, depending on how badly, we have seen them kind of you know, melt that clutch off. But uh, if the compressor locks and it can't engage, you should still be able to drive it if that if, if the rest of the pulley is okay. And you got two choices when you go to the auto parts store. You're going to get the compressor or you're going to get the whole thing. So it's this is not an issue of what failed. If the compressor locked up and and the and your idler pulley continues to move, it's a, the idler pulley and the, and the magnetic clutch are working like they should. If you turn on the air conditioning, all of a sudden the belt starts squealing and all that kind of stuff, then that's normally the idler bearing or the compressor. So it's kind of difficult at this particular point until you do more work to determine whether the idler pulley came apart or locked up or whatever. But if the idler pulley locked up, it would burned the belt off by now. And you never want to just put a compressor on if you have a locked up compressor. That's uh, there, There's reasons for that you need to check into, you know, what was the cause of that. And then when compressors lock up also, they can, they can filter the system with uh, debris that, that must be removed and flushed out before you can, uh, you know, get a new component on there otherwise you're just gonna you know cause a, a headache for yourself later on well, this goes back to bob when you and i were kids and we had the a6 and the r4 and they didn't have screens on the pressure and suction side but today most all of them have screens so when you take your compressor in for a warranty and the screen's filled with metal they're not going to warranty that thing because you didn't get the metal out of there and all you did is move it from this high line to the low line and it did and it when it was already past the orifice tube so You've got you've got a tough way to go here, but I think our suggestion is buy the whole compressor, yeah. buy it with the nose and the clutch on it, and then make sure that you do something to get the metal out of there, especially if you look in the back of the compressor and either one of those two orifices, after you pull the manifold off, has metal in it, then um, you're in big trouble. So i got to run, but thank you, Tom, the only Tom. <laughs> <laughs> And 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open and we're waiting for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Zeros and ones. 
the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich? No. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Back everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock in the morning. My name is Mark Salem. The lines are open. Well, actually, we've got Bob, but we've got four lines open. 602-508-0960. Plus, we've got another hour after this one. But if you want to get in, now's the time. Four lines are open, and Gil's answering the phone. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Nate has been around diesels all of his life. Nate is like nine feet tall, and he has tennis rackets for hands. But he's the nicest guy in the whole wide world. If you're a diehard diesel guy and you need service and repair or parts, but specifically someone to track down components that are defective or fix your Ford, Um, Of course, you need your towing insurance for the Ford anyway. Then they work on both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. They're located at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. And trust me when I tell you, he's a great diesel guy. I've even used him before when we ran across we ran across the diesel that we didn't have a clue on. Nate was able to tell us. So that's strictly diesel service and repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I want to talk real quick about Larry Harker's Auto, who's here today with me, Bob and Ellen and Jeremy. But they're talking about a letter that they sent to customers. Mm-hmm. This is the nicest one I've seen. Thank you. Larry Harker Auto Repair is open and ready to serve you during these difficult times. Our staff has intensified our cleaning program. We've made sure that we clean the toilet seat on the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> I, 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 I threw that in. We're offering shuttle service to you. Currently, we're cleaning all the customers' point of entry into our facility multiple times a day, which includes sanitizing the customer checkout area, the credit card machine, the waiting room chairs, customers' keys, vehicle steering, steering wheels, shifter knobs, and turn signals. I like the list. I really like the list. Our technicians are also wearing protective gloves inside your vehicle as an additional precaution. I like how you were specific because you've got two or three things that I would have never thought of. So I'm going to put this right here so we can copy it. And uh, (laughs) Bob, you're up next. How can we help you? Morning, guys. My son has a 2014 uh, GMC 5.3, you know, with the cylinder deactivation where it goes from four you know, and my son has 90,000. He hasn't had any problems, but I see a lot of people on the internet, they disable it and things because they say they have a lot of problems. And 
doing, I change the oil when he gets to 30%, you know, oil life mm-hmm. with, with zero W20. I use like a top quality full synthetic. So okay. I just How wanted to ask the brain. Well, I oh. let the oil, when it says 30%, you know, on the oil life monitor, yeah. 30% left. So I do it, you know, a little sooner. All right. Well, I don't how let many the oil miles? put a zero. How many miles? It's about, that's about 5,000 miles. Okay. Okay. So um, I think he's talking about cylinder select. Yep. Okay. And they are a little more uh, detrimental to dirty oil just because the the way that they turn those cylinders on and off is through the lifter, which is oil actuated. So when you get a lot of junk in the oil. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that it's good that you're, you're changing. Most of the problems we see with those lifters um, is really hard to, you know, I've cut a number of those lifters open trying to see what what goes wrong to see why they stop working but the the bad news is it's not just the cylinder deactivation portion that uh can cause you problems so yeah if you've you've kept up on your oil changes i think that's that's probably as good as you can do i wouldn't i wouldn't get too carried away with trying to deactivate any of it and uh well, there, there, Mr. Google on the internet will teach you 47 yeah. different ways to deactivate that with switches on the brake lights and all this other kind of stuff. Everybody's worried about the car starting and all that other kind of stuff, but the starter looks like a jet engine starter compared to a Toyota. So there's a big difference. But I, I'm going to take the other side of your issue. The synthetic oils um, pour longer. Um, they hold more trash. They have a higher pour point or lower pour point, otherwise at 60 below zero, they flow, unlike any other oil. And then they turn to a carbon or solid at 300 degrees, and so and they have more dirt and suspension than other oils. So in this particular case, let me just make a suggestion. You don't need synthetic oil for your 5,000-mile oil change. You're wasting a lot of money. So I'd go to a blended oil that has a 5,000-mile interchange in it, if you get a name brand, then it's going to be okay because some of them have a 90-10 blend, a 90 conventional, and a 10% uh, synthetic. But most of the major brands are playing it like they should, and it's 50-50. So I think you'd save some money, and I think that would do you better. Conventional is good to 3, maybe 3 to 5, and semi-synthetic from 5 to 7,500, and then synthetic goes up from there. But, Jeremy, if we're going to protect your engine to 5,500 degree Fahrenheit, I think it's kind of cooked at 300 or less. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense for us to... Remember the mobile commercials where they put the oil in the frying pan and they put 500 degrees to it? The fact of the matter is, is the motor's not going to ever get past 260, 280, 300 before it locks up. Before it stops moving and you're... It's a... You need a tow truck, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's a mute point about your oil. But... Um, I'm not quite sure I disconnected. I agree with Jeremy on that. I agree that lifters are a problem, and I agree that people don't change their oil on a regular basis. My only suggestion is is just go to a, a semi-synthetic, semi-synthetic. You're still in the 5,000-mile range, and I don't really like the oil monitors because we're not privy to how they do that or the parameters on that, and I can see where that might be kind of self-serving. So if we move the parameters up, um, and we don't know what the parameters are, and it has to do with cold start, hot start, how long it ran, what RPM, what speed, what the temperature is in the ambient, what the temperature is with the oil. All of that has everything to do with that monitor. Right. So um, I, I don't know that I trust it. I'd rather go by mileage. But thank you, Bob. That brings up a, a good point of, of discussion. And we've got another caller. Say hello to Lee. Lee, good morning to you. How can we help you? 
you have talked a number of times about the fuel and the uh, uh, premium. Uh, I drive a Lexus, and they they, they premium just premium gas. And you've said buy the cheapest, and I agree with that. There's a huge difference in the prices now. But when you say the cheapest, is that leaded or unleaded? Well, you can't put leaded. And I don't think we have a leaded anymore. No, there's no leaded. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is there's sometimes three different levels of gasoline, just gasoline, and then we have some fancy gasoline, and then we have premium. But most of the time it's just unleaded and super premium or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think what you're alluding to is in a, in a way that you can understand, uh, everybody can understand, it's the how many milliseconds of flame we have. How many milliseconds of explosion we have. So regulars like popping a balloon. It's just that. But if you if you blow up the balloon and you just let it go all over the room, that's premium. So regular one molecule ignites 10,000 and 10,000 ignite a million. So the burn time is short. In an exaggerated way, super one ignites two, two ignites four, four ignites six, so the burn's a lot longer. What I've said before is is that we've owned blown Jaguars. We've had a lot of high-performance cars. Um, I have a uh, Camaro with a blower on it right now, and I'll run regular in it a whole bunch because the knock sensor will take care of the timing. It's not going to hurt my motor. And, um, and the difference between the two might be five gallons of additive to a 9,000-gallon tank. So I'm, I suggest that you don't get much of that five gallons of gas when we mix it with 9,000 gallons of gasoline on the truck. So I have okay. experience in all that. So that's just what I do. You're welcome to do what you want. But I'll tell you what, if you have your wife fill it up and you drive it and you got a 50-50 chance of guessing right on whether she, you can tell her whether or not it was done, which one it is. But I'll bet neither one of you can tell the difference between super unleaded and unleaded. Okay. Um, so when you say regular, uh, from the low end or the cheaper end, what octane are we talking there? What is it, 86, 87? Yeah, 87 is your regular, and I think it's 89 and then 91. And those octane ratings, like Mark was saying, are just their resistance to knock of, of that flame front. So the, it, yeah. if you were to... But it would just team, give, me, right, give me, then, uh, in my mind, i just look and say, okay... Regular eighty-seven. That's the low end of the of the three in the octane rating. Correct. That's going to be the cheapest. But here's okay. the deal: your motor's not going to love you more. There's no science that says you're going to make your motor's going to last longer. Um, if if the if the engine's ability to see knock and retard the timing isn't there, then there's a good chance if you ignore that for a long period of time, a good chance that your motor's going to scream. But mm-hmm. I've never replaced an engine because somebody used regular instead of super unleaded. So, yeah. And I, I don't do that myself. Mm-hmm. I, I use the cheapest gas I can find. My wife can't tell the difference when she had a Jaguar with a blower on it. She couldn't tell the difference between regular and, and super. So you have all three of them. Just do, do the blind taste test. Just You fill it up, see if your wife can make it see the difference, and then she fills it up and doesn't tell you what it is. Try that. So, And I just got in on the tail end of the call ahead of me. And, and for just oil, for um, uh, what do you recommend on basic oil, just on the oil changes, rather than the, the different grades they have there? 
Well, it depends on the grades. A conventional oil is three to five thousand miles, and a semi-synthetic is five to seventy-five hundred, and a synthetic is seventy-five hundred upwards to ten and twelve. So it really depends okay. on how bad your car leaks, and it really depends what year it is, and it really depends on what the owner's manual calls for. So, uh, what year is your Lexus? Oh six. Okay. How many miles are on it? Uh, 96, 96,000. Yeah, we've been telling people to base it on how fast you're putting the miles on. If you're putting a lot of miles on really quick, then we suggest no. to go into full synthetic. If you're putting very few miles on the car, then go to the regular or we blend. use the, the blend. Uh, almost all of ours are blend now. And and we do, too. It, it, here's a good example. We're across the street from Mountain Park Ranch in Ahwatukee. We got a lot of ladies that go to the liquor store three times a year, and I'm making fun, okay? <laughs> so why would I put them in a synthetic when they're 3,000 miles a year? I'll put them in conventional and bring them in in April. Yeah. So so it, it in my world, I've, I've chosen those people that are 3,000 miles a year. I'm doing it in April, so they go through the summer with fresh oil. And I'm only somebody that drives five to seventy five hundred. I'm putting a blend, and somebody who runs twelve or fifteen, I'm putting in a synthetic. And so, some of the vehicles don't they require to do the full synthetic? You can't because it's too uh, thin. If yeah, here's the problem. Um, I've been involved in oil for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, if you take a sample to the lab, no one can tell you what it is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like they're going to say that shell because there's only four companies that pull oil out of the ground and make oil mm-hmm. so you got shell you got mobile you got exxon and chevron those four companies make oil for everybody else mm-hmm. so you can have a bottle of motorcraft but there's no such thing as motorcraft oil that's oil from one of those guys put in a motorcraft can so it's these are all little idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it doesn't really make any difference. It doesn't make any difference to me. We have 600 gallons of oil, and it's it's all Chevron just because right now. But doesn't it tell you some of the cars require? I mean, oh, I, you're going had, by the weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah the weight. It, yeah, it, yeah. You start looking at zero twenty or zero ten weight oil. Yeah, or zero yeah. zero. We're yeah. right around yeah. the corner from. It's um, you're right. Some of the cars actually yeah. call for a specific weight. Right, but. The problem with that is is the driving habits and the and the temperature and the environment mm-hmm. and the climate have such a big thing to do, and they can't possibly draw those squares and say, okay, if you live in North Dakota, this is what you use, and if you live in Arizona. So it's a difficult thing. So if follow your owner's manual, right. but we just told them to follow their owner's manual, but I'll, I'll Mark just told them to ignore the super unlimited <laughs> number. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of that. I have a... The 06 Lexus that I'm doing for an oil change. If I ask for a blend, I, I drive about 5,000 miles a year. So if, if um, I ask for a blend, it's synthetic and something? Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's it's some portion of synthetic and some portion of conventional. Most of the blended oils are, are pretty doggone good. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open.